0: Welcome to Money and Meaning, a podcast where we explore the work and passion of people around the world who are working to unlock the power of markets for impact. I'm Nicola Sasso, Senior Content Manager at Soka Global. This podcast series is hosted by Soka Global and the Sorenson Impact Center. SoCup Global convenes the largest and most diverse community in impact through live and digital experiences that educate, spur conversation, and inspire investments in positive impact. We work under the leadership of Sorenson Impact Center, which helps organizations achieve their impact vision. The center is proudly housed at the University of Utah's David Eccles School of Business. Each episode of Money Meaning features stories of amazing people who are leveraging the power of capital markets for the betterment of people and planet in a just and sustainable way. Today's episode of Money Meaning features a conversation between SoCap Global's President Robert Munson and the Executive Director for Strategy and Content Michelle Arevalo-Carpenter. They discuss the importance of SoCap Open, a process through which one third of SoCap 24's content will get selected. Discover the latest updates and valuable insights for session organizers as they share tips and tricks for maximizing impact. Enjoy the conversation.
1: Hello, everyone. Um, So before jumping into our conversation of what to expect from the SOCAP Open process this year, I'd like for you, Robert, to tell us a little bit about what SOCAP Open is and why it's so important for the the SOCAP Global community.
2: Yeah, thanks, Michelle. It's it's interesting, as you know, you and Nicole know, we spent a good part of the end of 2023 and the beginning of 24 tackling the question of what is SOCAP Open, uh, what has it been, and and really what should it be moving forward, and kind of coming to grips with who who is it meant to best serve, uh, how can it be most additive to our field, and How does it fit within the context of our our company? And I think the first commitment we all made was that SOCAP was and is designed to elevate underrepresented voices. These are voices with insights into issues that we need to hear, and we may not otherwise hear if it wasn't for SOCAP Open. And ultimately, that process, that sort of open invitation from underheard, underrepresented voices really makes up the heart and soul of who SOCAP is. It's what we're all about. It's making sure that we have eyes on the issues that matter most and the opportunities that are out there in the world. Our core mission is to unlock capital for impact. And we can't do that if we can't see the opportunities. And SOCAP Open. I think is one of the most important ways that we are able to do that.
1: Thank you. That's that certainly offers uh, some really good uh, background for those of us uh, joining us in the podcast today. Uh, so, Robert, I know that you have a, a number of questions for me as well. Uh, I'd be I'd love to tell you more about where where we're at and and share um, with uh, those listening today uh, um, about like the best ways in which uh, we can serve uh, the community through SoCap Open.
2: Yeah, I mean the the process changes a little bit every year, and Michelle, when when you came in, you made some adjustments, and we've made some some new adjustments. So maybe we'll start there. Give us some insight into what's new for twenty twenty
1: four. Oh, absolutely. So so actually, um, there were a number of insights from from really from this this. Uh, Inward thinking exercise that that you have been leading over the past couple of years uh, about what really is Sucup open, how can we go back to its roots, how to make, how can we make sure that it serves its original purpose, and within that there was this other insight as well where. Um, SoCap has always been considered this front door to impact, or or like a big tent, you know. This this is this place where uh, you know where where anyone who is new to impact or the to the, to impact investment in in general. Um, can come and and really discover uh, their space, their place. But they can also come and 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 show us and and uh, new you know new initiatives uh, where we can all collectively learn about what is the pulse of uh, impact uh, around the world. So so with that insight, we were thinking, okay, like Soka Open in many ways is that mechanism for people to have a like, kind of like an, a new entry point into a SOCAP not just as participants but also going straight to the stage and telling us a little bit more about uh, about the uh, incredible innovations they want to showcase. Um, so in that sense we have an intentionality on finding new voices and that is now reflected in our new internal criteria and guidelines where we, uh, we will give uh, kind of like additional points and we will um, we will highlight uh, any anyone who has never been on a SOAKUP stage before, or people who are new to SOCAP, or who are bringing an a, a, a perspective that is particularly fresh. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, second, uh, you know, we we also realized that um, uh, that we needed to kind of uh, um, make it a little bit more equal. We realized that there are new voices, or there are sometimes SOCAP submitters that. Uh, but you know, that have a large enough team to maybe submit seven, eight, ten uh, uh, session ideas um, uh, and before we have never limited it before. But we realized actually that that, that was probably not the best way to also support uh, those organizations that might be a bit smaller, that might be running on a tighter budget or in a more lean way. And, um, and now we have a new limit to two sessions submitted per organizations uh, and that, um, and, and we're expecting to see uh, to see a really interesting exercise of people really going for quality above quantity, um, and then of course uh, we want to uh, we've been listening to to the feedback we've been receiving, and that feedback over- has overwhelmingly been that that people want to interact more, uh, so while panels can be a really good uh, format for for people to share their ideas, share their thoughts, share experiences and like kind of like lead a story. Uh, There are other ways to learn and to have information exchange. Um, So this year we're actually earmarking specific slots for proposals that use formats other than panels. And uh, for those of you who are listening and trying to understand how can I have my, uh, you know, how can I improve the chances of my session being selected? uh, This is the way, Uh, you know, if you you are, um, Creative with your uh, session format, you will probably get uh, more chances because uh, those those uh, slots and those rooms for those sessions are already pre-assigned. So you'll be a, you'll be um, competing against uh, fewer uh, other sessions for for those slots. Um, so so yeah, those are the things that are that are new for this year.
2: We have. I'm trying to remember, Michelle, how many entries we had last year, I'm going to say a number, it may be off seven to 800 or so. I would expect to see at least that again this year. And so th- the big question everyone asks me, and I'm certain they ask you too, is how do I make it through? Like what, what, are, the, what are the tips or tricks or best practices that you can offer as guidance to give um, entries a better chance of making it through the process?
1: That. Is a very good question. So, um, so I think that uh, there's a certain there's an art and a science to putting together a, a, a session, uh, like anything else, right? Um, but I would say maybe start with with a why. I think a lot of session submissions uh, that don't make it might be proposing interesting content, but uh, but which you know, content which has not, which is not answering to a why question at all. Sometimes people start with the solution rather than the problem, right? So people are like, oh, this is a great solution. Let's just talk about it. Um, but if you actually ask why, why do I need to show this to this particular audience at this point in time, in this context, in this format? Um, and that shows through, right? So maybe you're uh, looking to, to educate about something that most people don't know about uh, then of course the format should probably um, uh, reflect that and the speaker would won't be a speaker it would be a teacher someone who uses like more pedagogical uh, ways to 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 communicate um, if you're looking to share inspire then maybe you don't need a panel we have a really cool um, new format that is called like Brief and Bold. Uh, uh, maybe all you need is, uh, you know, an inspirational uh, TED Talk style seven minutes talk to, to get your point across. And that is all right as well. Uh, if you're looking to co-create and uh, we have delegate led sessions, that's a fantastic format. And we pioneered those sessions last year and, and uh, the results were incredible because people would get together around a specific topic that might not be so mainstream, but you need, but all you need to really make a dent is probably 15 very engaged people. So that's a fantastic format as well uh, to co-create and, and to maybe go and dig a little deeper. Um, so in that sense, you know, like the, the why is important. Of course, the what will be uh, key as well. And 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 we have um, uh, if you actually click through our website and open our Socap Open Guidelines, we actually uh, list out the different uh, formats in which we are accepting submissions. Uh, please stick to, to the format, <laughs> and that that always helps. So if you have a panel. Please, you know, uh, stick to only three speakers. We have this little table that tells you the number of speakers. Um, uh, Please, uh, you know, uh, make sure that there's no more than one uh, panelist from the same uh, organization or associated to the same initiative. We're looking for different perspectives uh, rather than kind of like an infomercial, right? So people are looking for... For different experiences that can validate that main point that you want to come across, uh, we have fireside chats. Uh, uh, for these, you know, fireside chats, you know, two speakers at most, uh, and we're looking for on-stage informal conversational settings, anecdotes, really like a lot of openness and, and speakers that are open to being vulnerable. There, um, workshops, of course, are a fantastic format as well. Um, for those we uh, we we should have no more than three facilitators and uh, you know a, a great workshop submission shows uh, that you've done uh, all that prep work to understand how is it that you're going to uh, make it as interactive uh, as possible for people to actually come out with, with great takeaways um, and then of course we have the delegate led meetups we were like that i that i mentioned earlier um, with these we actually just have one speaker slash facilitator um, and and in indeed the- in this format, we, we love to have people that are so generous that they're like, okay, I don't want to be on stage, but I just want to have a conversation starter. I want to meet everyone else that wants to talk about this. Uh, I know that I talked a lot about the, the, the why and the what, but those are two ways to start with.
2: That, yeah, that's great, Michelle. I, I love all of the different formats. I think my favorite is the uh, delicate-led sessions. They're just so intimate and people can really dive in deeply with a small group into important issues. Uh, And it it does sort of get us to the next point. And I think maybe the the most important, which is the who, who's on stage, who's speaking, who's presenting. Um, We've had challenges in the past with making sure we have a great diversity on, on panels and making sure we have top experts on issues. So talk us through how you and the team evaluate who is actually doing the speaking.
0: Thanks, Robert.
1: Um, this, is, this is actually something um, that, uh, that is worth uh, diving deeper into because those who get to stage, there's, you know, for the session submitters, it can be kind of like almost like a political rank. Like, okay, you know, we need to get this partner. He's a fr- friend and this is our buddy. And we, you know, we'll put together kind of like a session that has, kind of like all of our best friends to talk about these great things. And that's actually like probably the right spirit, but probably won't make for such great content. Uh, um, I would say that uh, that as you're thinking through that content, of course, look for people that will have good chemistry on stage, uh, but at the same time, make sure that they have different perspectives. Uh, let's remember that SoCup Global is... Um, as it says, a global conference. Um, we are looking for panels that consider a global perspective on any given issue. Um, although it's not like 100% necessary, we will look um, more kindly upon sessions or session submissions that for example, um, uh, offer, options for place-based investing that come from North America and maybe something incredible that's coming from Mexico and then another uh, you know, upcomings, um, upcoming up-and-coming, uh, initiative that comes from Singapore. Um, that's, that makes for really interesting insights because it's, uh, it allows the audience to, um, to look at, at the issue that you're presenting from different perspectives and validate it too. Right. Um, so think of it as kind of like you know back in high school when you were supposed to write an essay and you should look at a point and a counterpoint. That's the way uh, I would encourage everyone to curate their sessions. Right. Think about uh, you know at least three different people that can validate what what your why uh, for this session. Um, of course, we appreciate session organizers who propose speakers from. Uh, From different backgrounds as well. Um, So, uh, you know, for example, in a regular three person panel, we would love to see someone from the investment side, uh, someone who is an implementer an entrepreneur or a founder that is uh, managing the business, managing the capital, talking about the challenges from that side. anyone from regulators as well, or sometimes fund of funds or a foundation perspective would, would help, you know, just to make sure that that, that uh, diversity of perspectives is there. And of course, diversity in all its forms, uh, SOCAP can very proudly say that we had, uh, you know, an, an almost 100% all, uh, no, no all-male panels last year. So we are... Um, you know, we're looking, of course, like you know, for for some uh, for good gender representation. Um, of course, if you are talking about uh, a specific community or uh, about indigenous peoples, you know, we have a so a very clear rule of nothing about us without us. So you should have a representative and a voice there to uh, to speak for themselves. Um, so be be wary of uh, we, we we tend to be wary of of sessions that uh, that um, kind of um, other <laughs> uh the people that they're trying to support uh and help and and of course uh you know tell us about the audience who do you want in the room because that uh allows us to understand better if you need the absolute biggest theater with you know with uh hundreds of people out there looking at you or if you would actually be more uh, effective at uh at obtaining your objective if we just curate like a really good group of uh Thirty-five of the most important people in a specific topic that you're proposing. Um, so that's that's what I can tell you about the who.
2: And what about the? I guess let's call them the unsung heroes of <laughs> of these events. And and that's the moderator. How do we identify and choose the best possible moderators for these panels? <laughs>
1: So that, that's actually an interesting question because we like we we learned a couple of things last year. Um, first, that there are some sessions where the topic is so specific and requires such a specific level of knowledge, where we will ask the submitters to recommend a moderator um, because uh, you know otherwise it would take too long <laughs> or too or, or too much work to really get moderators up to speed to get into that level of depth. For the conversations, um, but at the other hand, we've actually realized that uh, you know either professional moderators or journalists um, are really good at moderating panels because they ask the questions with honest curiosity. So in that sense, the panels like our actual panels, are actual conversations, rather than and like people taking turns, uh, you know, talking. Um, and it makes for far more fluid conversations as well. So in that sense, we're, what what we're going to do this year is ask people to suggest a moderator, but we will re- retain the right to um, to assign a moderator from uh, our our journalist partners uh, to your session, depending on where we're at. Um, this also it, it makes it a little bit easier on session um, submitters, uh, people that are curating the session you know, sometimes are also found, also find themselves in a situation where, oh, oops, we didn't get, you know, uh, this uh, board, you know, board member from my company into the session. Uh, oh, let's just throw them in as a moderator, right? And then they end up becoming kind of like a hidden fourth speaker. Um, and while that solves the problem for the person curating the session, Uh, it doesn't really solve the problem for the audience that's going to have to listen to a hidden fourth speaker like acting as a moderator. So in a sense, we wanted to take that problem away from session submitters and, uh, and really offer all the support we can to make sure that this panel is the best it can be.
2: You mentioned a little bit about the audience earlier and I think this is a really interesting point because SOCAP is a big conference and um, we want to make it as easy as possible for our attendees to navigate and know where to go. So we're asking new questions this year regarding the audience or proposed audiences for these sessions. Tell us us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're thinking about answering this question, think about the objective of SOCAP as a whole, right? SOCAP is there to break silos, and to make capital flow to impact in the best possible way, but also with the urgency that, you know, that the global challenges that we face necessitate. So um, if you're thinking about your audience, uh, it's also answer, like when your answer to that question should also answer to your why. So if what you're looking to do is uh, break silos and make sure that other people, maybe from, uh, from a very different discipline, get to learn about your insights then tell us who those people are. Um, if you wanted to break it down to like four large groups of people, you know there's capital holders right or people who um, uh, who represent uh, funds of funds or more institutional capital or foundations, then tell us what is it that you would like those people to take away. Um, if you're looking for for fund allocators uh, fund managers and and, and and those who are actually investing directly into solutions, then of course also tell us what is it that what that you want those people to to take away from them and what action you would like them to to take, either stop doing or start doing or do differently. Um, and of course, if you're looking for change agents or entrepreneurs to learn about some about something new, uh, it, again, uh, what is it like? You know, which tools would you want to uh, to to share to with them? Which insights, which stories would you like to make sure that they take away so that they? So, so that um, they can make the most out of the session. Um, We do have a lot of ecosystem builders as well attending SOCAP, so uh, don't forget about them as an audience, right? Um, We have uh, all these people that that sustain the the impact ecosystem and that includes uh, lawyers, journalists, storytellers, brand managers, uh, filmmakers um accountants really important unsung heroes there uh in the impact uh, in the impact uh, sector um think about them as well and and you know and and they're they're usually there in the audience and and if you can like give them a shout out during your session and 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 see if if you can offer anything else that uh, that would support uh get you know their work um um and their impact uh, purpose, then, then of course, spell it out. So, yeah, please don't don't overlook this question. This is an important one because it also informs uh, everyone deciding about SOCAP open submissions. Uh, you know, on your why.
2: And I know, you know, with with SOCAP, we have roughly a third of the content will come from the SOCAP open process, which is a lot, and and certainly we're very proud of that. But the reality is, most don't make it through. So the big the big question is, what are the common reasons? And it's surprising how common they are, why sessions don't get selected.
1: Yes, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I always like to talk about it, about things in the positive, but but I could offer you some some examples. So um, sometimes um, sometimes great organizations maybe like already work with a PR agency and PR agents have a very particular way of proposing content and uh which is very valid for most outlets but but for submitting a session to Soak Up Open it tends to show only one perspective kind of like feels like an infomercial right um and um and those tend to not make it, even if the, even even if the content is really good. When you have a panel where it's you know the president, the vice president, and the fund manager, uh, then it's probably not going to make it. Um, Another um, another big reason is uh, lack of diversity, and with this, you know we you know we you, we often see great sessions, and when we see great sessions, we might even reach out to the session submitter uh, and say, "Hey, can you please inject more diversity to your to your." Um, to your panel, they, they would all, most often do it. But by the time we've reached out and they responded, you know, like then the next next step in, in the selection process comes through and it's probably too late. So, you know, save yourself all the insider steps, save us some time and just think think and make an effort to make sure that your sessions have the diversity uh, within, within their speaker base. Um, uh, and, and that includes also geographic diversity as well. Um, I know that there are some sessions that are very local focused and that's probably okay in that sense. But even if, if that's the case, my recommendation would be, hey, you know, if, if you're talking about something about, I don't know, South Florida, uh, that is very particular to South Florida, think about it, whether there might be someone else across the world or across the country that might, might be facing a similar challenge and try to bring them into your panel because it will... Um, make the panel um, uh, have more appeal across uh, the SOCA base, um, and then uh, yeah, the other one is more than one speaker from the same organization. I think this this kind of comes back to these you know these panels that have um, everyone talking about the same perspective. Um, Again, you know skip uh, you know, like skip all the other pro- all the other challenges and obstacles that will come across along the way if you give us more than one speaker from this organization and just you know uh, just give us one. That's probably the best way to move forward.
2: It's such a difficult challenge too, I know, for you and the team because uh, not all diversity is seen and obvious. and, and so you know I might add that um, it's important where you can to be really, uh, clear about the diversity that may exist on your panel that may not be so obvious um, to us as we read hundreds of submissions, uh, because sometimes it's there. And like you said, we will reach mm-hmm. out when the topic is really good and, and we'll find out that either it is there, or it can easily be there, uh, but it's an important component for us. And I know it's very nuanced and, and we'll get into to how these are selected here in in a minute, but, but before we do that, we're talking about commonalities and uh, there's some commonalities and why sessions don't make it. And then there's some uh, common questions that you and I and the team, we, I I feel like we probably field them almost every day. So maybe we can cover, let's just say the top three questions that you usually get Michelle.
0: Hmm.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, um, I think the top question is, It tends to be, like, how do I get in, you know? Um, But I think that my answer, like, is just as general. Uh, I think that uh, have fun curating this. Like, I know that I've mentioned a lot of things like do's and don'ts, and please bear this in mind. But actually, like if you know, it kind of shines through when um, a session submitter uh, has had fun reaching out to people that they might have not known, people they might have been following on social media, and they're like, "Oh, hey, you know, I think it would be great in this panel." Like you know, just just enjoy the process because it kind of uh, shows through when when people have have uh, have had uh, fun being creative. Um, I think that the second one is, you know, like, hey, you know, so who decides? Is it you, you know? Um, and uh, and and the answer is, is no. It's definitely not me. Uh, we have um, a very uh, clear way to to decide. So the way it's weighted is that about twenty percent comes through our community voting. Uh, Twenty percent of that weight, and uh, the community voting will be out and open um, uh, after after uh, SoCap Open closes uh, on March uh, fifteenth, and uh, then SoCap staff does have a weight in there, but uh, our weight actually most comes mostly for doing these reviews around diversity, um, making sure that you know that we can if we see potential for a session to maybe tighten their focus a little bit more so that they fit a little bit more squarely with, (laughs) you know, within the track. uh, If we see potential for, uh, for merging sessions we'll also reach out so in this process you know this like this thirty percent that's that so good staff's um weight comes on is basically where we see a lot of potential and and we'll we'll be able to to rank the sessions accordingly and then uh it, of, of course the other fifty percent comes from content curating councils uh content creation councils are made out of um made up of um uh, experts in the field uh, and uh, it, along each one of our eight tracks so um, you know I, I would say uh, do take a good look at what the tracks include um, we've we've included like a bit of a paragraph or for, for the types of topics that we would like to see in each one of the tracks and uh, and of course try to stick as close as possible to those tracks because you uh, Really, it's the, the councils that will have the most of the weight in deciding what uh, whether your SOCAP open submission makes it or not, and uh, and of course uh, a, a big weight of that would be how how well does it fit within the track um, that we're uh, that they're trying to um, curate. So I know I mentioned that uh, one third of all content that SOCAP comes from SOCAP open submissions. Another third comes from content curating councils, curation of sessions. But that other last third comes from partner sessions, and these partner sessions uh, get uh, also to work very closely with us in co-curating uh, the content, um, in showcasing your ideas and your work in the best possible way. So I would highly recommend that um, that anyone interested in in ensuring that their content comes through to soak up, uh, to, to connect with our partnerships team, because it's a fantastic opportunity to, um, to, uh, to get uh, not just content, but also just work very closely with us to present your content in the best possible way.
2: Yeah, that's a great point too, Michelle, because as we work to be more intentional and really prioritize underrepresented voices, uh, we also get submissions from, from very large organizations that may be a better fit and a partner Uh, relationship because there are um, a number of additional sort of benefits and opportunities that come with partnerships SOCAP open as as big and important as it is um, is somewhat limited in that it it basically deals with a singular content session of some type or another and we find usually larger organizations are trying to get uh, a lot more value out of an opportunity like this and that usually comes through partnerships Um, that said I can't overstate how central SOCAP Open is to our community. It really is the heart and soul of who we are. And it's unlike anything else in the impact convening space. So Michelle, thank you to you and your team for your continued work and evolving this process and making it better and better every single year. And to our listeners, as a reminder, SOCAP Open is now live and we will be receiving submissions until March 15th. You can find additional information on our website at SOCAPglobal.com on our SOCAP open page. So please go there, uh, share with us your amazing, incredible ideas, we can't wait to read them. Michelle, thank you for your time today and here we go, SOCAP 24.
1: Thank you, Robert, for the conversation. It's always exciting um, to see Socap Open go live and start seeing the incredible session submissions from our community.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Money and Meaning. If you were inspired by the conversation and are interested in getting more involved with the Socap community, join us at Socap24. Learn more and register at SocapGlobal.com. Be sure to subscribe to Money and Meaning wherever you get your podcasts to be notified of our next episode's release.